Hola, bienvenidos a nuestro episodio número 31. Este es, este es your host, Mario Caballero. This is the Puro Caballero Show. As I mentioned, episode 31. It's been too long, man. It's been too long. I've been kind of fed up. And yeah, I've kind of been putting this off a little bit. I'm fed up now. Especially because I got into a long text conversation with my little brother that threw me off for the last like 30, 40 minutes or so. Went down one of those rabbit holes. He knows all those like weird Instagram people that have like all the free, like the jerseys for hella cheap and shit. It comes to make them. So yeah, I was scrolling through that shit for a minute. Anyway, we're back. Episode 31. Back like we never left. And yeah, a lot to get back to talking to you about it's been a long time man i'm looking now it's been 20 days man it's been almost three three weeks it's gonna be three weeks by the time you listen to this because it'll, be, it'll be up by tomorrow because it's uh it's getting close to being late right now and uh in any event yeah let's just get into it man i think we're gonna go back a few weekends man fourth of july i mean this is fucking what is it it's the 23rd i'm gonna recap in the fourth of july it's the fucking 23rd Anyway, I had a good time. I think I've been off my shit for the last few weeks. I think it's probably why I've been slipping in other things. It's because I haven't been doing one of these. Just got to get back into my routine, into my rhythm. You feel me? So, yeah. But it started at like around the 4th of July because I think I did a show. I did one of these into the World Cup, something like that. Anyway, no, nah, actually... There was still like a couple of rounds to go, I want to say. So yeah, didn't quite do as many podcasts during the World Cup as I anticipated, but shit happens. Anyway. Oh yeah, by the way, it's hot in here. And yeah, no AC running. So um, I have some of the windows closed so I can get uh, a little bit of noise better. So you don't hear the outside world quite as much. But then I got a little fan humming. So if you hear that, that's what it is. So... Don't bullshit. It's hot as fuck. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, 4th of July was cool. We went out to Huntington. No, Hermosa? No. Where we at? Huntington? Yeah, Huntington Beach out there. Right there by the OC. And uh, I had a good time. My boy Ares, Frank, and VJ. All former guests on the show. And yeah, we were uh, chilling, kicking it. Not doing too much, and then because it was on a Wednesday this year, so couldn't really go too ham for me at least. And yeah, we're kicking it up on the roof later um, over at their crib. My uh, expat and all that shit. It was crazy. If y'all followed me on Instagram or Snapchat, that shit would have been lit. I won't throw my Snapchat out there, but my, on IG, it's at Puro Cabiro. And same thing on Twitter, so follow your boy. Get all these hot takes. Fire, fire, fire. Um, yeah, it was cool. But yeah, the following weekend ended up uh, going to that summertime LBC show. That was pretty lit, man. There was a lot of cool, cool access. Got to see there. A lot of, a lot of old school hip hop. So we got E42 Shore. We got the Dove Shack, Warren G. Um. We got the dog pound with uh, corrupt and uh, uh, freaking Daz. Snoop Dogg played later. The game played. The game was sick. The game had these crazy, had like random ass fools up on stage. 
He had this one dude, this freaking heavy set looking like frat bro looking guy with like a one of those like, um, you know those hats they wear like when you're doing yard work and stuff. Um, people go out like old dudes go out golfing wearing those like one of those uh, um, old school like oh my god what the hell is it? Um, anyway, he had one of those those big old suckers on with like drawstring on it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Anyway, yeah, this dude, like, went up there and almost, like, the game almost forced him, like, was challenging him to, like, drink, like, a whole, like, as much as he did and, like, the game down the fucking bottle of tequila, like, right there on spot after already, like, sipping on the Hennessy for, like, the first four or five songs. And the other dude was, like, trying to match him. He down about, like, three quarters of it after a while. I was like, oh, my God, this dude's going to be fucked up. I don't know the game goes hard, but that dude, that dude took it like a champ, but I was like, holy shit. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. But yeah, that was uh, that was fun. My boy Miguel got to go. I went with him, but he was dealing with a little bit of a of an infection. He was on some antibiotics, and so he was kind of out of it. And like the other thing too was crazy. It was fucking ridiculously hot. I left my hat at the crib, and so I was lucky. I had a, an extra T-shirt, and I was just putting that over my head. Oh man, it was bad. It was hot as hotter than a mug. Let's see who else? Who else was there? Who else was there that I can think of? Yeah, Warren G was cool. Dove Shack. Mm, it's coming to me. I miss some people. I miss Method Man and Red Man. I missed DJ Quick and Sugar Free. I'm really pissed about that one. Really fucking pissed about that one. I feel like I've seen Method before, but maybe I haven't. I don't know. I've just like seen a lot of his shit. I think that's what it is. A lot of wire episodes. It's probably ingrained in my head. I wanted to see the Rockweiler. That would have been crazy. Um Oh, funny, funny note. It's hilarious seeing feminist bitches listen to Too Short, bro. The funniest thing I think I might have ever have seen in like a minute, bro. Oh my god. God, that shit was fucking hilarious. <laughs> you see Too Short up on stage getting the crowd to sing, gotta get a bitch to get my dick sucked. Gotta get a bitch to get my dick sucked. And you see all these chicks with their arms folded like, mm-mm, we have not come this far. This is not the third wave of this progressive front of movement to, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they were they were not having it. They was not having it. Oh, my God. Just, like, saw the look on some of their faces. And I turned out smiled like so hard, man, cause like, man, that's the kind of like shitty shit about like our generation and shit. We just like don't say like fuck it and want to go do it. At least like a lot of people in certain places, I guess. There's like certain niches. But that shit's like I don't know, getting there. I don't I remember. I don't know. We we just fucking, I don't know. It's weird. People change, I guess too. It's weird. It's a weird times. Regardless. Anyway, that was that was hilarious to me. That that shit was hilarious. But the, the most of the crowd was fucking down with it though. Cause they fuck with gangsters and strippers. Um. But yeah, moving on. Uh, oh, so this thing says last weekend recap, but that was like the last last weekend recap. So it's like two weekends ago. I didn't do shit, man. 
I think I just like went out drinking on Sunday or something like that. Oh yeah, because we were watching the World Cup. Oh yeah, so this is backtrack, 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 backtrack. So the summertime LBC, the reason I missed fucking uh, DJ Quick and Sugar Free is because me and my boy Miguel was watching Croatia versus Russia in penalties and that shit was intense as a motherfucker but it took forever so we called the fucking lift later so that was a unfortunate turn of events there but you know we we pushed on through and yeah fast forward now to the next weekend it was at the world cup we had croatia and uh france or france so i was i was rooting for france because yeah i got co-workers shout out to wendy she cool and uh yeah she's french so yeah so i figured yeah you know the only ally i got here although i will have to say there's a very very large croatian population that lives out here in san pedro so that's kind of cool um in this area and um uh you know that's, that's that's pretty cool and so like they had like a whole bunch of uh they had a whole street blocked off and people were watching like hundreds of people apparently it was a big old uh, celebration, but fortunately it turned to bittersweet for them. Because France ended up winning. They kind of laid it on them. It was like 4-3 at the final? Four, four, it was 4-1 at one point, and then they gave up a couple gimme goals. So, um, let's see. Mm, yeah, 4-2. 4-2 is what it was. They gave up on gimme at the end. Ah, yeah, Manzukic had an own goal that did him in at the beginning, but it was crazy. Uh, they got a penalty. I think it was Griezmann falling over, or uh, who fell over? I can't remember who it was. Anyway, or got pushed over. Whatever you want to say. Because mm, Griezmann put it away. That's what happened. And Pogba scored, and then Mbappe scored. So I thought it was cool. The two young dudes who was like had a lot of pressure coming into them. They got to. You know, really put it on him. I mean, Bappe didn't really have that much pressure, but Pogba did for sure. And uh, some other guys. At least Manzukic put one in for Croatia to, like, someone get it back for himself. But, yeah. Allez les bleus. So, yeah. France, they get another World Cup. The last one they had was in 98. So, yeah, 20 years apart. Just a couple generations. So, congrats to them. I remember when Mexico beat them in the World Cup. That was amazing. In their group group stage. And uh, who was it that was just like went crazy? Um, what was it? France 2010 World Cup meltdown. Strike. Yeah, there was a strike. It was crazy. It was crazy. Anelka, oh yeah, they had like, yeah, it was crazy tension, they were striking for this one guy, Anelka, who didn't make the cut of the team, <laughs> Tierra Reed just didn't, wasn't happening, Patrice Evra, that's who it was, that was freaking walked off on the team, like, and like gave up middle of the way, that was pretty freaking epic, <laughs> It was, uh, yeah, meltdown of, of uh, epic proportions there. It's 
pretty crazy. Any event, this team though was freaking the most well-rounded team. I told one of my coworkers, I was like, "If you gotta put money on anybody, do it on France, cause they're the most uh, well-rounded squad. They had a little bit of everything, man. Pavard played amazing for them. All their uh, attacking players, Mbappe, Griezmann, Giroud didn't score, like really do much in terms of that impact, but he did very well setting other people up, playing like. Uh, um, as a target man and being physical in the box and he, he definitely challenged a lot of people couldn't necessarily do anything put it away but he played his role and he let everybody else around him kind of do work and that's what they did but yeah N'Golo Conte is freaking incredible that dude is freaking a magnet to the ball anytime you get it and he's just gonna hunt you down yeah, Varane played good. Pavard had that ridiculous goal. Oh, my goodness. And uh, Yoris was really good until he had that one gaff at the end. I think it was Mizuka who poked it in. But, yeah, it was an amazing World Cup. This was fucking incredible. It was, I think, top to bottom, my favorite in terms of entertainment value. Maybe not most memorable. I don't know if what the most memorable one would be. For me so far. Um, Cause yeah. I mean maybe when the US. Beat Tunisia. That was insane. That late goal right at the end. That uh, Donovan put in. That was a crazy year. USA soccer has gotten past. Mexico a few few times. Unfortunately but. Nah USA didn't even make it this year. So it was freaking disappointing. And then Mexico. Yeah, we are. We already know their history. We know their history. So, but yeah. Apart from that, in terms of the quality of the games, hell yeah, hell fucking yeah. And there was fucking celebrations all over, all over Russia. But yeah. Then what else happened to me? Let's keep it moving. Fast forward a few more days. Oh yeah, I went to a Brownies Lemonade show in the middle of the week. So, I was fucking yeah, doing it. I was freaking dead the next day, but oh my god, I gotta see RL Grime, and that shit was crazy at Union. That might be the last time Brownie was letting me do a show at Union, because it was fucking insane. The line was like from the front of the door out into the parking lot. They don't even open all the time. It was into the parking lot, um, to the edge of it, into the to the wall, all the way to the um, to the fence to the, the proper to the back property. And then along the fence to the left, along the edge of the wall, the the next property over, out onto the street, down the block, around the block, and down the block, that block. I was like, what in the fuck? It was no way. And so it was crazy, man. They like hardly let anybody in actually, which was freaking insane to think about. And the other, the other, the other challenge that was happening too is Union's doing something for like a Pornhub like um, exhibit or something that's going happening on uh, in one of their lower stages. So they only have so many stages available apparently or something like that. So there was another show that was going on earlier that night. So they double booked the venue, which was in like for a Wednesday. Normally it'd be like whatever, but for this, it was not popping, not popping. So um, the brownie guys, they'd be. You know, trying to move it on up into bigger venues and things like that. So we'll see. We'll see what they get uh, their hands on. 
I know last week they played, they had Bauer, I want to say, play at, uh, what should I call it? Um, used to be Create, now it's called Academy. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. I was thinking about going to show on Sunday there, or like last week. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. Anyway, regardless. Go back to RL. RL's cool. RL's fucking amazing. And uh yeah, that was like the third time I've seen him. It was the smallest and the like the smallest crowd by far I've ever seen him. And I'm very lucky because we got some homies that hooked us up with the guest list. So we were able to get our names in there. And uh yeah, I'm gonna shout out Rembert Brown because I'm pretty sure I saw that fucker who was in there and I was gonna say I was up to him, but then he he dipped out. He's chilling out in that VIP section over there. Some uh used to read his shit back in Grandland. Back in the Grandlandies. I'm a sporty nerd like that and shit. So Yeah. Followed that Bill Simmons train on over there and dude was pretty witty. Witty about him. Uh yeah, I could definitely tell because he's rocking heavy tennis gear. So I was like that's his MO. That's the Steez. And I was pretty sure that was him, but eh, whatever. You see these random people here in LA, you just go to these random things and Yeah, it's just it's it's weird who you notice. I always find that particular too. Like which celebrities do you recognize is like a reflection of like what type of like what you consume and what you pay attention to and what has value to you. Like you seen certain people freak out over certain celebrities. It's like kind of weird. Like I was just like walking next to Chris Alia one time at a f- when he was sitting outside of a sandwich shop. And I just wanted to leave him alone just because he was chilling eating with somebody. He probably w- wouldn't have minded, but Dalia's got that like permanent like like I don't give a fuck. I'm doing my own shit type of face. So yeah, I just kind of let him be. But I was pretty sure it was him. Could ask for a picture. That's the few people for pictures, mostly like athletes, so and they used to a lot of that, especially NBA players, just tall as hell. But I haven't done that in a long time. I'm trying to think who else. It's just, just random to random people like that. It's kind of funny. And then sometimes you think as you see somebody and it's not them, and then you're just like, oh fuck. <sighs> yeah, it's never good. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there are people too. Everyone's every, everyone's somebody. It's just happy to be the town where you might be able to catch some of them out and about randomly. Yeah, I thought I saw this artist one time who I was following on Instagram at a house show. Um, it's like one of those like Altered States events or something. No, it was, uh, yeah, I think it was one of those, like the Halloween show they did. Not this last year, but the year before. Because I dressed up as Prince. Yeah. That's what I did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Had the wig and everything. Mm, or was it that last year? Was that last year? I don't know. I'm trying to go to somebody's ball this year. I'm thinking maybe Thanos would be a good one. So I've been trying to hit the gym a little more. Should probably, like... That redouble my efforts into looking like that, but I thought Thanos would be a cool one. Paint myself a little purple, get the little butt chin thing going. 
maybe have somebody come uh, help out with the makeups get all that situation moving get a fake uh, infinity gauntlet which should be freaking dope when you're walking around just partying well I don't even get into like a fake infinity gauntlet but it's like one of those uh, like uh, whole cans but like you put the beer on it yeah I'm gonna get like one of those <laughs> and just like mob around I'm sure some I'm sure somebody's made one I'm sure like I, I can't be the first one I've seen some like kid toy ones that like light up and stuff like that but I'm like that that's like oh yes too much that's the, you're going overboard yeah you reaching you reaching bro don't reach so yeah we're gonna move on um yeah I don't know how I got onto that topic but we're moving on anyway uh, MLB All-Star Game happened. That was uh, damn near a week ago. About a week ago. About like five days ago from today. And yeah, guess what? Not many people in my circles really give a fuck. <laughs> so that's kind of that's kind of is what it is. I used to get so hyped and excited about the, the MLB All-Star Game. Just like a snapshot of that season's best players. Because baseball is kind of funky. It can be fluky sometimes. Guys' careers can make like one All-Star Game. Have one season where you hit 330 and then you never hit over 270 the rest of your career. It's weird. Or a pitcher will just like bang out 20 wins in a season. They'll get, the you know, a um, bunch of strikeouts and... Um, you know, super good whip, like under 1.5 or something. They'll have like a crazy outlier season, and then like they'll come back down. Their ERA will, will go from like a 2.2 to like um, 5.1, like the next season or something. Just like super weird. It's super weird. So it, it was interesting, like I guess growing up as a sports fan, being able to see like that season snapshot of who was good, especially in the steroid era, because you're like, who's a motherfucker that's ranking right now and has like uh, 30 home runs is still gonna get another 30 in the second half of the season. So like, like that shit don't happen like like it used to no more. And uh, so you see less and less of those those type of dudes. Cause you see like Luis Gonzalez hit like what 51 in one season and then drop back down again. And it's like Barry hit what like a ridiculous amount and they didn't pitch to him or else he would have hit fucking 85 home runs in a season. I don't even know. He would have hit one every other game. It would have been insane. Would have been insane freaking crazy what a science experiment oh so so entertaining so entertaining talk all the shit you want who gives a fuck Clemens was on the roids everybody was on it Andy Pettit I mean come on everyone except for Maddox everyone except for Maddox <laughs> maybe Griff there's some others eh thinking back at that era I always thought about Jim Tomei how big that guy was but he was big his whole career I guess so you never really know and people talk about Poppy Poppy was pretty big too Poppy can never move Duke can mash like when he got to Boston he got better so I don't know see he's like weird I remember the A's had Jack Cust like one season he just blew up like as soon as he came on it's like baseball is weird like to get longevity in baseball it's like really really tough to be in that groove it's like super difficult so yeah 
for you. A lot of players' longevities, they got to be doing other shit, too, on the field. They got to be contributing in other ways. But, yeah, this year's All-Star game, I really didn't even get a chance to see it, but I know it was, uh, I think it went to 10. But, yeah, I guess, yeah, like, I guess, like, the overall theme is just, I don't know, lack of excitement overall for baseball, at least this time of year. Although, this time of year is when it should be heating up. And I always talk about it getting heating up in the summertime. You get the summertime classic, the mid-summertime classic. And I go watch that uh, that All-Star game, ALNL. But they took away the home field advantage thing, which I thought was a probably a good move overall, just in terms of the overall fairness of the sport. You know, even though the Giants did capitalize on some of those when they were the... Uh, team from the NL who happened to have like a worse record than a lot of those AO opponents that they played so they benefited because they got a few uh, extra home games that way mm, except for the Royals that Royals series <laughs> game seven on the road mad bomb bring him in off the pin <laughs> legendary shit 2014 oh my god that was one of my favorite moments that was unreal unreal still can't believe it happened and uh, but yeah, it's like baseball is like really weird. It's like a regional, super 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 regional thing where it's like you only really give a damn about like the team you grew up with or the team that's next to you, and if that at all. And yeah, it's uh, I don't know, it's just a bevy of games, bevy of teams, so many players. It's like. Yeah, there's a lot of other things you could do. I know MLB's like uh, attendance is like under decline, especially this. I'd say this year has like been an abnormally hot year for a lot of places, and maybe people are finding better ways to spend their time than at a baseball game uh, during the summer because sometimes it's a little too unbearable. I've like sat in some of those ballparks where you're just like melting, like a damn paleta on a stick in the middle of the heat. Man, it's crazy. But then I've been at games where it's freaking freezing too. So it's in the same day. Because it's San Francisco. <laughs> or Oakland too, man. Oakland gets uh, the same way. But uh, Giants are a little closer to the bay. It's a little to the water. So, yeah. yeah. It wasn't really all that, I guess, exciting. I guess the craziest thing was that Manny Machado ended up getting traded. And he was posed with camp and doing all this stuff. And yada, yada, yada. And... Disappointed the Dodgers got him. So, especially because the Giants are f- trailing him still in the standings. So, it's going to be a tough one down the stretch. But, uh, yeah, like I was saying, I guess it's like real regional. So, for me, I only really give a fuck about my teams. I need the MLB standings right now. Mm, yeah, it's. Uh, for me, I care about the Bay teams, Giants and Ace, and I root for them both. Um, if I had to, if you had to put a gun to my head, I would probably maybe choose the Giants because of the ballpark and the environment and the fact that the ownership group is willing to put in um, to get something, you know, out of it, out of a season, a little bit more so than the A's have been. Uh, they've been financially, I guess, quote unquote, hamstrung. I don't know if it's like they uh, tie themselves up that way or if they uh, actually are, you know, you know, deciding not to uh, 
mm, you know, just spend because they don't have it or spend because they don't want to because they're trying to be cheap and frugal and get that uh, revenue sharing money by uh, putting out a very low payroll team and forcing Billy Bean to freaking do some goddamn wizardry magic with the rosters every season just to make them somewhat competitive. But this year, it's clicking. It's like every five year, five or so years, it ends up, it like clicks. You figure it out. Like It's like, oh, two was a season. And then they still had, they had a couple, couple runs, like oh, two, oh, three. And then they came back around like oh, six. Oh seven, they dropped back off again, but then, then it was like what twenty twelve season, something like that. They, it was a little drought, little drought there, and then now where we at twenty eighteen. What was the year? The A's have five all stars. Suspicious. Oh no, let me just think of uh, yeah, suspicious. Doing this back when he was on the A's. Let's see. Mm-mm-mm. Oakland. Twenty fourteen. Yeah, twenty fourteen season. They had had a pretty good squad. That was when they had a bunch of all stars. Yeah. Wait a minute. What does that mean? No. I lied. I lied. Yeah, it was a 2014 All-Star. But you did. You played for Boston too that year? What the fuck? I don't even know. Mm, Donaldson. Goddamn. Sonny Gray. Josh Reddick. Derek Norris. Suspedes. Brandon Moss. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. Damn, Bree Dreads, John Jaso. They had some random players. Anyway. Hmm, Josh Reddick had a little moment. And his career was pretty damn good. Robin Fools out center field. Yeah, so MLB this season. Let's see how it's looking. I mean, the big matchup everyone's waiting and talking about is Yankees, Red Sox, and I want to see that shit in fucking October. That shit's going to bump. So right now, Red Sox just pulling away. They got 71 wins. They're just killing. They're just cruising right now. Probably get 100 wins this season, I'm, I'm going to think. You got a good chance at it for show. Um, teams seem to teeter seem to teeter out towards the season though. Yankees right behind them. Freaking uh, Sanchez today had like a stupid. Uh, they lost off a dude not hustling. He grounded into like a double play if they can end the game basically, and the bases were loaded, and he just needed to make it to first, and they would have tied up the game if he just would have beat out the the throw. This fool's out here lollygagging and didn't make it. I don't know what he was thinking. Anyway, she wasn't ready. And the Central, Cleveland only got 54 wins, man. So they're they're winning, but I mean they're up by eight and a half over Minnesota, so they're chilling. 
And the West is crazy because you got Houston with 66. They're probably going to pull away. And they're like another title contender this season again. They're loaded again. Seattle got 60 wins. So that's who the A's have to chase right now. And one of the teams they got to chase to get that wild card. So there's really only one team ahead of them right now in the wild card because it's the Yankees have the first spot, and then Seattle's got the second spot. But the A's are only two and a half back of um, uh, Seattle in the wild card game. They're seven and a half back of Houston, so it's going to be ridiculous to catch them. Not impossible, but it would be ridiculous. We've seen crazier. The A's have just been on a fucking ridiculous tear to be in this spot right now. And the Angels have been falling. They're at 500 at 50 and 50. 50 and 50, I should say, if you're from, uh, uh, was it BX? Is that where he's from? The Bronx? Um, yeah, don't get shot. Ooh, we go to the NL, where they play this sport a little differently. In the East. That's going to be a competitive race because you got Atlanta and Philly right now tied. Excuse me. Atlanta, Philly tied right now. Atlanta has 54 wins, Philly 55, but they got the reverse in the loss columns. So Atlanta just by slim margins right now. So that'll be a race to watch. Washington dropping out of it. 49 to 50 right now. Six games back. Do they have it? I do not know. We move to the Central. The Cubbies right now leading 58 wins. No Milwaukee. The Brewmakers at 57 wins. So they only have one win loss less than them, but they're two and a half games back because they have four more losses. Baseball's weird because they don't play the same amount of games all the time. Yeah, basketball's like that too sometimes, but baseball especially it can get really tricky when you get like rainouts back-to-back days and you got to make it up later in the season and weird shits and stuff. And you get like weird funky numbers and stuff like that. Mm, yeah, moving on. Yeah, it'll be, be between those two teams because Pittsburgh is a little too far back, far back there at 52 and 49. But yeah, moving into the all important NL West. Oh man, my freaking Giants, they're, they're reeling right now. They need to catch some fire. They're five and a half games back, but they got to go through two teams to get to the Dodgers so they're three games back three teams back Dodgers got 56 wins and they're trying to keep bolstering their squad Arizona's got 55 wins and they're right there with them Colorado got 53 Giants got 51 Fool. Giants five games back of the wild card he Man, not having Bum going to the beginning of the season, I think, really, really pushed them. But this uh, series they had with the the A's was tough, man. A's took two out of three, and they were just mashing Chris Davis, freaking Olsen, everybody. They were uh, putting a bunch of runs on them. I mean, Giants pitchers, man, I don't know. They just don't have it this season, I guess. The depth is just not there. The hitting has definitely come around in spurts for sure. Um, it's definitely more talent on the hitting side, but 
They're still August and September, so we got two more months. It's like 60 plus games to go. Just about, depending on uh, your team and who you win for. So, yeah, that's MLB. I mean, that's not even the craziest thing that happened in MLB, though. We didn't even talk about it, really. I mean, we're going to talk about it right now. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? What are you talking about, Willis? But I don't know if you've heard. There was this uh, MLB guy, baseball player, MLB guy, yeah. This guy by the name of Josh Hader, who's a pitcher for the Milwaukee Brew Crew. And somebody decided to go through his uh, Twitter account and scour through to go find some old-ass tweets that were, you know, shall I say, offensive. It's one way to put it. It was uh, not good for him. The boy had M-bombs dropping left and right, and they weren't nuclear. And... Not good, not good. He's joking about white power and shit like that, and I get it. Seventeen. When you're a kid like that, you don't really know ramifications of what you're saying, especially things online, especially because now we're in a generation where everything we've been saying can be, you know, brought back up if you haven't terminated it in the proper fashion, and even then, there's still imprints out there. That can get you. Yeah. Can be problematic. You know, I've uh, deleted Twitter accounts in the past for different reasons. One, when I was uh, doing, I guess, pursuing sports broadcasting in college, I uh, had one where I just like BS around and not one I had in high school. And. I created another one that was a little bit more, tried to be a little bit more professional. I was only tweeting about, like, stuff that I was uh, doing for, like, the, on the sports shows and stuff on the radio, every, all my appearances and stuff like that. And eventually, I deleted the old one just because I knew it was getting problematic. <laughs> posting too many pictures of me freaking uh, smoking a gunge and uh, drinking the liqueurs, doing all that, partying. I mean, what do you expect? I was fucking 18, 19. In college, having a good time, fake ID and all that shit. Oh man, it was Buck. Twas Buck. I feel like having that fake ID though probably let me down in terms of the experiences that I would have later as I'm older. And there's like less like excitement there to like go to like clubs and bars and stuff like that. It's just like yeah, I've kind of done it. It's like oh, I've been there, kind of you know done this or whatever. So I don't know. Kind of whatever, kind of off it a little bit, more so than ever before. And then at the same time, I kind of miss it. I don't know. I'm weird. I'm weird. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. That's one of the problems. Indecisiveness. Just gotta fucking go for it. Gotta hit that hole. I'm getting too many, you know, loss of yards in my life. Getting stuff behind the line, not figuring out which hole to hit. I just got to go for one. Eventually, I'm going to bust one for a touchdown. It's just a matter of time. If you like them sports analogies. Anyway, back to it. This dude, Josh Hader. Yeah, he pulled up all these old tweets. It's just, like, problematic. But at the same time, I understand, you know, what happened. And I guess, like, the biggest thing 
that that you could say like for somebody who's about to become a professional athlete or is on like the verge of it is to uh yeah i mean maybe just shut it down and start from scratch and then do it that way so that way you know you know what's good but even then it's like tough because then i don't know you got that old following maybe you delete it and then just like go back or maybe you can i don't know if there's a way to like go through and delete all your tweets like reset your complete account that way i know you can do it manually but for some people that's like thousands and thousands of tweets out there another thing too is like when you when you dig up old tweets it's like you can take them out of context as well too and i've seen other people getting like real you know shitty trouble there's been some publicized cases of things like that happening and uh yeah we'll get into that some of that too um let's see Fairbanks Ranch. Um, 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 mascot. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. Why am I reading my emails? I'm fucking doing a show. Why the fuck am I? That's so inconsiderate. I'm such an asshole. My apologies. My fucking apologies. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, where am I going? Talking around the circles. Don't know what's going on. Anyway. Oh, yes, dude had the homophobic tweets. Yeah, he had some uh, very racial tweets, too. Yeah, he called somebody the F.A. whatever. Yeah, called him that. Um, had the full, the full extendo clip version of the, the word, not the, the short one. Little pea shooter, nope. This uh, you got you got it all out there. But I get it, man. And it's like the generation that has been exposed to South Park and all this like other craziness, the crass humor, where they can't understand like subtleties and they just like hear and see like vulgarity and they just like consume it and just like spit it back out and just take it for on the surface for what it is and enjoy it for that. So one of the reasons I didn't necessarily enjoy South Park when I was younger when I was, I guess, that at that stage of understanding, I was, like, way more into, like, I guess, storylines and plot lines for, like, different shows and, like, my anim- my cartoons and my animes and shit, more so than I was for, like, just the craziness of that or Family Guy. Like, we grew up in, like, the generation of, like, oh, having access to all those episodes and everything. And some of those are crazy, man. Like, it's just out there. Freaking Peter Griffin fighting that damn chicken every, t- every fucking season or whatever. Like... Yeah, there was some out there shit. Oh, I mean, it's different, man. I mean, we're not even the generation that grew up with Beavis and Butthead. That's, like, older than us. It's, like, the 30-year-olds, 35-year-olds grew up with that. I'm, like, bridging the generation that watched that in, like, uh, Rocco's Modern Life, Modern World or whatever, uh... Rugrats, that's my generation, all the way up to, like, um, Spongebob Squarepants, and, yeah, it's like the Hannah Montanas and shit, the high school musicals, like, that's, like, right up to my generation, I would say, sweet spot, at least for me, I'm like, yeah, at least for me, that's just me, but, uh, 
yeah, that's, uh, we're gonna keep it moving, I guess, it was some crazy shit, man, and it's like, I guess, like I said, you just, you just gotta, like, start over, just clean, clean your slate, you gotta have somebody come through that, and go backwards, um, or you just gotta, like, you know, sit down one day and just do it yourself, and just go back and find any problem, problematic ones, I mean, people are losing money and stuff like that over it, but I think what the craziest thing about it was the reaction that the Brewers and Milwaukee fans, uh, had to this guy, and I don't think it was a little bit out of touch and out of tone, a little tone deaf, um, because the guy on his first uh, game back pitching for the Brewers got himself a standing ovation from the crowd, and it was almost as if to say that he, like what he said and what he did was, uh, you know, fine by them, and that they don't have any problems or uh, issues with it, which is uh, problematic to say the least, because. Um, yeah, that shit was, if taken in as, like, you know, current context and form, it's pretty blatant, you know, prejudice, and people were just okay with having those prejudices, I guess, um, in, uh, that particular locale, so I was all disappointed in that, and seeing, uh, um, I understand it, giving support, maybe, uh, um, you know, clapping for the guy or whatever but I think a full blown on standing ovation where people are whistling and hollering and like stuff like that is it's a little too much that doesn't give a good uh message to the <laughs> the black community of Milwaukee does it huh or to the LGBTQA I think uh community there either greater Milwaukee um region so yeah, that was that was kind of disappointing. It was off-putting for sure. It's just like bizarre world sometimes. Just like everything's going super crazy. Um, in the world we live in. Mm. But anyway, I got this other thing I was sitting on here on my note. It's uh, app telling me about Manny Machado. The only other thing I gotta say about Manny Machado is the dude chose number eight for Kobe Bryant, which I guess. On the surface, it's pretty cool because he's like, you know, cross sports, pollination, you know, same town or whatever. But for me, I'm like, fuck that shit. I hate Kobe and I hate the Dodgers and I hate the Lakers. So, yeah, there you go. That's my thoughts. Uh, moving on. Yeah, uh, we already talked about MLB playoff races. Let's uh, switch gears. Let's get back into the hard court. First off, I got to say, I was able to play some basketball finally for the first time in a long ass time. Got to play a couple games. Uh, a few weekends ago, and just uh, this weekend I got the shoot around, so get back into it. I need to get me some new sneakers and uh, coming up. I think I still got a little bit of tread on the ones that I have now, but um, I'm gonna be needing some probably in the next month, month and a half. Might be able to push it off. Yeah, I'm like, I was looking at my schedule and trying to budget and like do all this shit and like I'm not doing good I kept backsliding this summer every time I get to the summer I fucking fuck up and then get into bad habit for the rest of the rest of the year so I think it's some austerity measures that need to be put into place uh right yours truly and yeah I need to tighten the wallet so to speak although I mean a freaking Went to goddamn Marshalls and spent like 90 bucks going to get some new clothes. But I needed that shit. Don't tell me what to fucking do. 
Alright, anyway. Yeah, man. A lot, a lot of shit's happened. Basically, all of NBA free agency, for the most part, has happened. There's only a couple stragglers out there. I think Clint Capella's one of them. I think he's the biggest fish in the pond left. I mean, even Dirk Nowitzki re-signed with the Mavs today. Uh, for on a one-year deal, he's basically going to retire at Mav. Mav. MFFL. Boo. Um, but yeah, Kawhi Leonard. Going up to Canada. So crazy, man. Greg Popovich is like, oh, oh, really, Kawhi? You want to go to L.A., huh? Mm, you want some beaches? You want some sunshine? Take your ass to Ontario, bitch. Get your fucking passport. You better know how to do fucking exchange rates. <laughs> All that shit. Just give him little extra wrinkles. Although, everything I've heard, Toronto's a pretty cool place. And I'd be down to visit. And I don't want to shit on him. But I think it was crazy that uh, somebody got the, the polar opposite of what he wanted. Um, and Kawhi was reporting, uh, reportedly not going to report to the, you know, to the... Um, Raptors, but then eventually he showed up and took a picture with Masai Uhiri, the GM, and I think the coach, I can't remember, um, but he was, I guess, smiling, that was probably the most of shit I've seen in a picture of him in a long time, and maybe it's because I haven't seen pictures of him in a long time, and maybe because Kawhi Leonard's a ghost, and he's a figment of our imagination that is just only here to wreck, the, wreck uh, NBA offenses. Um, but yeah, it was very off-putting. He's like a freaking alien. I would not be surprised if Kawhi Leonard was an alien. <laughs> That's another thing. Or oh, a robot. Yeah. I don't know. It's definitely not the truth. Not really. Really. But yeah, you get it. He's, uh, I guess going to play up at the six for at least the beginning of the season. Traded for DeMar DeRozan, man. That's a shake-up. It's a big shake-up. I thought of it not as a bad gamble for Toronto because the core that they had pretty much is ran its course. Even without LeBron, it's like you're not going to make it out the West and, uh, you know, have a chance at it. So I might as well, you know, throw throw something out there, see what you can get. And if you convince maybe Kawhi to hang around, then you can build from there. Bring in, uh, attract some more talent. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel bad for DeRozan, obviously, but business is business is business. Fucking sucks, too, because they lie to his face. So you just got to use that shit as motivation now. That shit, uh... Yeah, our pops got to use that and spin it and use it to their advantage. And, uh... You know, wind that toy up and uh, let them go. Get you some mid-range and, uh, buckets. Attacking the paint. Yeah, some different implications. I mean, we got another top guy going from the uh, west to the east. So that that doesn't happen too often, man. Like this year, it's been stacked, stacked, stacked up in the west. There's so much talent. Um, yeah. East is looking dire. There's really, what, three legit teams looking at it right now. Toronto, Boston, obviously, and then Philly. Maybe Milwaukee if they can get some shit together, but I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not gonna hold out hope. And anyone else besides that, it's just a crapshoot to me. I don't really, I don't really see much. Dwight Howard went to freaking uh, DC, like whoop de doo. Freaking 
the Nets traded for him just to dump him. That's so crazy. Didn't even want him. Speaking of like not wanting somebody and trading for somebody, freaking Carmelo Anthony is, uh, I guess, still technically under the uh, ownership of the Atlanta Hawks because they traded Schroeder for him. Dennis Schroeder. Uh, what was it? Schrodings or something? Schrodinger. Schrodinger cat? Yeah. Schrodinger's. Schrodinger. Schrodinger. I don't know how to. I'm gonna fuck that up. Somebody fix me. Somebody help me out. Schrodinger's cat is a thought experiment sometimes described as a paradox devised by Austrian physicist Erwin Schrodinger in 1935. It illustrates what he saw as the problem of the Copenhagen interpretation of quantum mechanics applied to everyday objects. Okay, that's a little too much. I do remember Schrodinger's cat learning about it, but eh, we ain't got time for that. Alright, back to the list. What was, what was, what was he doing? What was he talking about? Oh yeah, Mellow. The Mellow Man. Dude's gonna go from OKC to Atlanta, get bought out, keep the dough that he was uh, you know, gonna earn because he opted into his contract this season. And get the option to go play for wherever he wants to. And it looks like he's probably going to choose Houston. More than likely. And, uh, oh, oh, excuse me. It's getting late. So it's 1130. Um, but yeah. So there's options for him. And he's going to choose Houston. Uh, he's going to re- go chill with his buddy Chris Paul. And reunite with his uh, BFF. Mike D'Antoni. Freaking D'Antoni, I don't know if you guys realize this, for the Knicks, he quit the team rather than try to figure it out with Melo. He said, uh, I'll fucking quit. You know, I, just, I, I had it over here with the, the New York Knicks. I'm going to go somewhere else. And then he left. <laughs> I think he went to the Lakers afterwards. Said, I'll go coach Kobe. You know, Kobe is the ball. He's a great player. I want to pass it over here. You know, I'll do a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he's, uh, he's in Houston now, though, so... Uh, yeah, so that's going to be very interesting conundrum. Will he come off the bench? What role will he have? How will the team look? Uh, yeah, he was the, the, the antithesis of what the Mike D'Antoni free-flowing seven seconds or less system is uh, predicated on, really. He's like the uh, complete opposite. He's the, the antonym, if you look it up on the dictionary. There's... Uh, Vocabulary word for you. Step it up, motherfuckers. Oh, lazy motherfuckers. Didn't pass your SATs. Dumb as shit. Pick it up, bro. Ain't no excuse. You might not be able to learn in 18 years, but shit, you better be able to fucking pick it up in 30, bro. The fuck? Come on, dog. Step it up. You was, we was lapping y'all, man. Just figure it out. Just figure it out. Get up on game. I have that won't. And I don't even know what I'm saying. I have no, or, or don't, or don't. Just be you. Do you. Stay stagnant. Be the same. Be stuck in the mud. And anyway. Yeah. I don't know if he's got anything left. And the Rockets, they're, they're a step back from where they were last year. Losing Luke Richard Mba Mute. And also losing Trevor Ariza, who's a Westchester High School graduate. I'm out here, so shout out to Westchester High. 
used to live down the street from them. Um, Comets, I want to say. I saw Amir Johnson one time practicing at the gym at uh, LMU when I was there. And, yeah, he was shooting around. I didn't really say what's up. I was like, oh, he's got to be from the NBA. I was like, oh, yeah, it's Amir Johnson. I was like, oh, yeah, he went to Westchester. So it's, like, right there. So, like, uh, oddly enough, there's a, there's a good amount of talent that comes through LMU. And uh gets to do all that, all that jazz. Um, but, yeah, mm, I don't know if he's got anything left, man. And the Rockets are kind of in a funky spot right now in terms of what they could do. So they're missing, like, one or two more defensive pieces, I would say, to really being a better contender. Warriors, I think, got a little better um, potentially. I think in the short term, they're probably going to do worse. And in the long term, they can potentially do better because they got boogie cousins. Freaking crazy. He might not play until March, though. So uh, it's going to be a freaking long time. It's February. I think it might not be till the All Star break until he plays. Potentially, but then when you if you throw them out there, you bring them in slowly. Maybe just super six man, pay twenty minutes a game and just give you, you know, double doubles in twenty minutes. Like he could do that potentially. But then what does he you know take away? There's always what does he bring to the table? What do you take off the table? And he takes some stuff away when he's out there, but he brings some stuff that not many people can bring. This motherfucker's got the Hennessy bottle, the limited edition one that not everybody got the access to. Got already the big heme bottle you get from Costco. But then he's fucking stealing wallets or something, you know? Or he's, uh, you know, taking some cake. Taking some of that pot. You know? Some shit. I don't know. He's stealing the freaking... Uh, um, he's like my grandma or something. He's stealing the... the uh, the flower uh, arrangement, the center arrangement <laughs> on the table from the party. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Maybe he got someone's coat, you know. That's what it is. You can get the Hennessy, though. You don't bring it onto the table, but yeah, you might take some shit off. You don't, you don't want to keep on there. But yeah, it's uh, keep it moving, I guess. It's crazy. There's just, uh, you know, rotations everywhere. I'll say uh, Nemanja Bialica on the Kings. Welcome. Yogi Ferrell, welcome to Sacramento. Um, Bagley also there. And got to see some guys. And fortunately, they didn't look super impressive in Summer League. I didn't watch too, too much of it. I try not to take too much into it. Too much stock. And it is what it is. It's, uh... Yeah, Trey Young struggled mightily. His numbers did not look good in summer league, so it doesn't look all that great for the Hawks trading uh, um, away their point guards and passing on Doncic just to get Trey Young. Trading out of the number three spot back to get Trey Young. So we'll see how successful that is in the long run. And moving on, it's uh, end of July, almost getting to August, so that you know what that means. Training camp season, boy, that means NFL season is about a month and a half away. I want to say, 
just till we start really getting into the thick of it and still really get into it. There's just a couple storylines to bring up. Um, a couple, you know, I guess holdout candidates. David Johnson, I saw today he's uh, reporting with the Cardinals even though he's unhappy with his contract, which I would be too. Every dude who's on a rookie deal is fucking fucked until they can become a free agent if they get to that point. Um, if the teams aren't smart enough to maybe lock them down to some short-term guarantees. But these guys want bank because a lot of times they come out freaking guns a-blazing. And then you know how the career of NFL players are a lot of times short-lived. So they might have three or four years where they're productive. Year five, six, and seven, they're just like shells themselves. It happens. It's a lot. Of, it happens a lot of times. And those guys, they never get that second big contract, or they sign it, but it's not guaranteed, or it's like big signing bonus, but then they get cut, like and, you know, midway through the first season or midway through the second season, and then they don't get all that money. They don't see all of it, and you know, maybe they're expecting to, you know, have all of that there, and then they got money tied up. You got, you know, the Dwayne the Rock Johnson trying to become your financial manager, and you know, shit gets hairy sometimes. Maybe you end up buying a shrimp boat that just becomes not uh, productive, or you be kind. Of, you buy a, um, you know, a chain full of uh, car washes in the Greater Miami area, and then you get, uh, um, you know, accused of uh, being involved in a string of murders, like uh, Marvin Harrison did, <laughs> or you don't, or you don't, <laughs> whatever, whatever's clever. But uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of crazy shit out there, but. Uh, yeah, like I said, David Johnson, he's not going to hold out, so he'll be reporting. He's a top dude in fantasy for show. That dude was crazy. I remember getting him as a rookie. I was lucky to have him, and uh, the dude was balling. I had him the next year, too, and I ended up winning my league because of that. It was just kind of a bullshit league, but, you know, I won it, so whatever. I'll count it. Put it in my record book. Um, some other guys that still haven't shown up, though, and I think are not going to show up. Uh, Le'Veon Bell for the Steelers. That's another big guy, uh, big fantasy dude. Kind of built in the same mode where he's a versatile back and catch passes and, you know, run like hell out of the backfield. Different styles for sure. David Johnson's more of a, a straight line type of guy, I would say. Uh, definitely shifty, but he's going to run at you versus uh, Le'Veon is uh, going to wait till you come. He's like, he's like kind of like a counter puncher, but like... Um, with a, uh, like a ball carrier like I don't know it's weird it's weird he waits to see how you're going to shift and react and then he reacts to you and uh, a lot of oftentimes you end up whiffing air and he ends up running past you so um, it's a little different he's a little bit more patient in the holes and stuff like that not saying David Johnson is just a, a bulldozer who just puts his head down and runs forward he's definitely not that at all um yeah, Le'Veon, they got really close apparently to a long-term contract, and they got it right up to the deadline that I think they had, which was like late last week, and they ended up passing it, and so that was, uh, you know, not as good for them, and uh, not a good result, so now they're saying Le'Veon's definitely going to become a free agent, so he's definitely going to test the waters, but at this point, you're you know, same questions as I said before, like how much longer does he have being a top dude? And if you pay him a, a bunch of money up front, then are you going to be regretting it at the back end of the contract or, you know, having to eat the contract? So, yeah, I'm looking at him right now. Man, fuck. He's my age. He's 26, bro. Oh, he came in super young. That's right. 
came in at like 2021 20, um, at this junior year so what year is this uh, he's had a great career so far man he's a ridiculous running back anytime you can get him on the field it's crazy damn he's older than me by about two months Let's see how many years has he played. One, two, three, four, four. So he had five seasons. He's 26. Yeah, that's about right. So he came in as 21, like I said. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, so he, this year he got um, franchise tagged. He got franchise tagged two years in a row. So that's how they're keeping him around. And the franchise tag is some, like, weird shit, man. It's it's like you're about to be a free agent, but then you're not gonna be a free agent, and then it's like not up to your decision; it's the team's decision. And it's like it's weird, man. Like the NFL creates these like rules and stipulations to like, so much power and control to the team and the ownership over the players. But uh, you know, get your money where you can. So this dude stays healthy enough and makes it through the season and uh, puts up the numbers that he's been doing so far, man. It's like he'll get paid he'll get a uh, top dollar in the free agency uh, market but that that means he'll be a year older he'll be 27 and mm, 27 year old running backs you can give him like what two year deal three year deal most running backs don't get the 30 I mean if you can get another two two three years out of him it might be worth it so it all depends we'll see what his market looks like we'll see if he you know maybe goes back to Pittsburgh who knows but I guess they couldn't get the long-term extension working, and yeah, that's that. Anyway, the other guy that's uh, holding out right now that I'm really nervous about is uh, the one, the only, the big uh, black cat, Khalil Mack. Freaking Mack truck coming at your quarterback. Yeah, he's holding out right now. He wants that uh, that long-term deal. He wants that, that moolah that he's uh, very well-deserving of. It's interesting because the Raiders prioritized getting David uh, Derek Carr his money before getting Khalil Mack his money. And I think he might take that somewhat as a slight, but I hope it gets sorted out. And it's just uh, natural because the quarterbacks tend to get paid a lot. But also, like the, the second-highest-paid position or maybe the third flip-flop between old linemen the uh, left tackle left tackle in that dn spot so it's your either you either court or quarterback you protect the quarterback or you attack the quarterback it's usually the the most important positions in the game at least they say at least if you look at the um money wise the salaries that these guys get most irreplaceable positions i would say mm. yeah khalil without khalil that defense is gonna be just freaking collapse like a very sad tent on the last day of uh, uh, a week's worth of shows for like Ringling Brothers maybe like the Ringling Brothers like in total because now they're out of business <sighs> it's crazy crazy world we live in we're freaking blockbuster Toys R Us and the Ringling Brothers are out of business who'd have thought what a world what a world we live in yeah some I'm really hopeful that uh, Khalil gets his uh, contract because he's holding out right now. I saw uh, John Gruden talk to uh, Paul Gutierrez on ESPN, a little clip, and uh, he was out there at Ricky's out there in uh, the Bay Area, that Raider bar, 
San Leandro. I need to go. I need to go to a game too this year. I don't know how I'm gonna budget all this crap, man. I just need to like stop doing shit for a for a minute. Like going out, doing anything. I got too. I get too antsy, man. I get like that. Uh, I don't know that itch to go do shit. I didn't really do nothing this weekend, really. Just went and ate a bunch of Korean barbecue with my sister. So, so I spent money that way, but, like, I don't know. Weird. Like, I want to do more, but I need I need to do less. But, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, like, mentally, I don't know if I could. I need a break. I need I need that outlet. I need to escape, or I just need a better escape or something. Oh, just keep smoking weed, I guess. That's, that's always been my MO. Keep it moving. Yeah, something I've been noticing too, I guess kind of shift gears a little bit, get on to, to the little political front for a minute. Um, yeah, it's one thing I kind of noticed, uh, it's been happening for a while, it's these companies, a lot of companies have been virtue signaling a lot recently, it's just like throwing it out there a ton, 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 and so... The one that I saw the most drastic and most out there, funny enough, was uh, from Tinder or some shit. I got, like, some email from them. I have my profile up and down. I don't really be using that shit, but, like, you know, interesting. So I see who the fuck's out here. Funny enough, nobody leaves their homes or nothing. Myself included, man. We're all sheltered and, like, secluded peoples. It's kind of weird. It's, like, non-social interactions like weird but they call it social media it's weird it's a weird we're in a weird bubble of existence like right now <clears throat> it's like that's how you discover people it's through looking at a goddamn phone instead of seeing them places and it's like i don't know i feel weird because i've never been the one to be like approach people to meet them like meet strangers and stuff like that i've always been pretty well like walled off against certain people and then only like you have to have an in with somebody that i know to like yeah get an in kind of with me or me be cool with you kind of thing but if i see you're cool with somebody that i know then we could be chill it's weird i have a weird weird complex about that shit like i've been into going to like a million different shows but i don't really meet fucking people when i go to shows weird and i go with some friends and they like they got a whole new crew that they end up going out with and they end up partying with and they like find the people who are like like-minded and shit like that and I was like I'm, I don't know, I'm weird like that I don't know I'm like I think it's a bad combination of a couple things one being a little standoffish to new people two um being kind of like just passive about you know putting myself out there sometimes a little passe Three, I think I have like an appearance. I guess p- other people stand offish like approach when they when they see me. You know, it's just like a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah, and so sometimes when I talk to people, they're kind of like, "Oh shit, this dude's cool. He's not. He's no threat." So that I could sense it in certain people. I gotta like kind of break that layer and be cool with people. So sometimes. I just not don't feel like putting up that effort, so I just let other people just say whatever, just leave me, let me be. Most of the time, I let other people be, and then we're all cool. And that's uh, respecting of other people's space boundaries, time, and all that stuff. But at a certain point, it's just like fuck all that shit. It's like it's not, 
not not as fun not as cool not as memorable yeah definitely not as memorable anyway yeah i need to put that shit on on pause on hold i guess for a while although i don't know because i'm like single and shit and i like like wanted to like go out and meet new people but i'm just like horrible at it i guess i don't know i guess it's like just the the not wanting to try and fail and get through it is part of it and just always kind of i guess i've always kind of been that way it's like a lot of the chicks that i've kind of been with have kind of either been the ones that put the food forward or like kind of maybe met me halfway in the beginning versus me kind of jumping off full full all the way in and go pushing for it that way yeah it's been kind of kind of the mo i guess a little bit but yeah man companies do virtual signaling though they tinder man they had this one thing about like uh doing an emoji petition to get like all the different interracial couples in the emojis like to show up um you know what i'm saying like the different shades of each of their emojis but with each different combination of person from like a black dude and a white dude two black dudes two white dudes two asian looking dudes two brown dudes a brown and a black dude you know what i mean and then every combination with two chicks and then every combination with a dude and a chick i don't know if they're gonna fuck how far are they fucking going they just do they're gonna do like uh there's people who freaking fall in love with the Eiffel Tower. You're going to do one with, like, an, in, inanimate objects? Like, you can take this shit and you can extend it to everything, man. Like, if you really want to push it that far. But, nah, I'm, I'm, you know, it's not that crazy. Not that crazy. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's, like, that's, like, you know, a well enough thing. But then they go through, like, and they have, like, this whole long ass freaking email of like the whole history of this like interracial couples and marriages and having these breakthroughs and they're kind of wanting to put themselves in positions themselves as like being on the forefront of like social causes and changes and stuff like that it's like hold on hold on you're like a fucking you mark yourself as a dating app which is really like a fuck buddy app like for, for for certain people for other people it's a fucking you know fantasy app <laughs> you know what i'm saying so depending on what demographic you fall into um so yeah it's uh yeah you just i don't know you're doing too much you're doing too much out there man just chill out tinder chill out I'm like i get it i get it but you didn't need to like go f- full on three thousand percent into it like that hard body you need to go hard body you can just dip your toes into that one and we get the message i think I think the smart people will get the message, but it seems like you're just beating that drum with the head over. It was, I don't know, it was a little much, in my opinion, but, yeah, you see, you'll see companies like that, you'll see, like, them put ads and different shit like that up, one way or the other, some of them just go straight far, um, you know, Christian conservative, you know, far right that kind of mentality you'll see some of them just go straight all you know all in on the you know pro-military pro all this other stuff it's kind of the check boxes too which is like messed up because those check boxes don't necessarily apply to everybody the same way so but yeah you got like the real real super super pro american companies that'll do the shit like that and then you'll have like the other companies are a little more 
trying to be more hipster, more edgy and shit like that. And so some of them try to like, I don't know, kind of signal out that way, but not too over the, over the much, but the, I guess this one was like a little, little brazen, I guess. I don't know. That's a fucking email too. So it's a different market than like an ad or some shit, but yeah, I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Another big thing that I was kind of reading about over the weekend, it's kind of crazy, this dude James Gunn, who's uh, one of the directors for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. He was slated to do Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Uh, was supposed to be shooting next year, but I don't know if it's going to be happening now because the dude got fired because of uh, you know similar situation that Josh Heater had some old tweets from uh, years ago. And uh, they dug him up, and it was uh, not a good look for him, especially because he's attached to a big uh, Disney brand. But he's apologized for them years ago and apologized for them again recently. Although I don't know why he didn't take them down when he apologized for them a few years ago. That would have been maybe an educated move to make. Um, yeah, there's... Uh, yeah, problems with social media. And this dude, oh man, he was at the helm of like one of the most successful franchises that Disney like has. Really, people were coming to his defense too, man. Cause like I get it, he was older. He was like already like in his thirties or forties when he'd like done sent out these like tweets and stuff like that. But it's like I don't know, man. I don't know. And some of them, once again, out of context. Some of them just you know i guess look ugly just in retrospect but i mean the whole world kind of talked differently like freaking five to ten years ago and that's just ten years ago like i don't know it's weird it's like putting the three-point line and then going back and changing all the old games for all the people who shot three-pointers or what would be three-pointers and changing the scores it's like you can't fucking change the scores because that's not how the game was played back then you know what i mean like the scenario is a little different now, maybe that maybe that's a messed up mentality to have. That's kind of the you know my first thoughts on that shit. It's like, you know, like it's not apples to apples. It's different times. It's like you can't go back and uh, put back the TH when Babe Ruth was playing. You know, hell, you can't get Satchel freaking. Uh, Satchel Page onto a freaking MLB field because the motherfucker was black and they didn't like freaking ban black people from playing baseball until Jackie Robinson was goddamn playing. So, I mean, there's a lot of shit like that. Only had like one or two black dudes on each NBA teams in the 50s and 60s. I mean, come on, man. Freaking crazy. So, it just, it's, I don't know, kind of feels like that way, too. And then it also, if you look into it, I read, like, a couple, you know, deep dives into it a little bit. And this, the guy who couldn't really out at him, this Mike Cernovich uh, uh, guy, is just, he's a, yeah, I don't like him. I, I consider him just fucking asshole scum. I mean, the dude was uh, responsible for the whole Pizzagate situation. Almost got people killed. Had people terrorizing these uh pizza parlors in the D.C. area thinking that it are a pedophile ring um, for uh, Democrats and all that stuff and some dude went and go shot him up. It's crazy. It's freaking people on the right getting riled up like crazy. 
people thinking they got to do something to protect their whatever they got. It's like no one's coming to get your shit. It's like chill. Hmm. It's crazy, man. So yeah, this dude is, I think he's a bad actor. He's like somebody who's, uh, goes and intentionally like tries to attack people and I saw that he was attacking a lot of like journalists that were like attacking Trump and trying to do pull similar tactics to what he did with James Gunn where he was like uh, looking through old tweets and like pulling up different stuff and a lot of their stuff didn't really stick before and he was just I don't know it just seemed he seemed like he was illogical and just like trying to just get shit to stick and this seems to be like I guess technically a victory for him I guess now but yeah it's uh it's weird, and I, it sucks too because I really fucking love those movies. And I wanted to see the third one, uh, with the same vision, in the same direction. But uh, man, he did have some like pretty out there fucking tweets, man. I mean, eh, yeah, it's it's weird. It's a weird thing because it's, it's like, yeah, I mean. In the end of it, I mean, it is what it is, I guess. It's just very interesting seeing how uh, these companies are responding to, like, a lot of political backlash and things of that nature. I mean, at the Roseanne tweets a few weeks back, what, a month ago, two months ago or something. So, yeah, and then you had the, the Samantha Bee and all this other, other stuff. So, it's getting out there, man. Then, I mean, isn't it like the Jim Jeffries show? And that fool just is pretty out there. Doesn't really give a damn. Or maybe it's more so stand-ups, just calling everybody cunts and whatever. Anyway, moving forward. Yeah, crazy fucking world we live in when Donald fucking Trump shaking hands with, I guess, the ex-enemy? The frenemy? Vladimir Putin? And basically saying, no, I don't believe anybody. I believe this guy. Why would Vladimir lie to me? He's been a deep friend. Very, very, very good friend. Really like him. Great guy, great guy. There's a lot for his community. Uh, but yeah, that was horrible. Anyway, there's a, uh, yeah, this motherfucker backtracking once again, lying in front of the cameras, in front of everyone's face. And, yeah. The fucking hoops people are jumping through. They should freaking join American Ninja Warrior, man. Oh, man. That would be very funny entertainment, actually. You're going to see a lot of uh, um, fat, overweight, like, trolls. Maybe not even overweight trolls. Maybe they're going to be in-shape trolls. I just want to see them fucking fall. Um, That would be fucking funny. See how superior you guys are. Mm, yeah. Anyway, what a shit show. What a fucking shit show. I don't even know what to say. What hasn't already been said is fucking disgusting, horrible backtracking of what we've done as America, and like it's kind of like at the core essence of who we've kind of you know pillared ourselves to be in the last eighty years. Has it been since the end of World War Two? Seventy years. Uh, yeah, it's uh, 
crazy like our whole like part of like uh, america's self-identity is like to be in complete opposition to what the soviet union was russia so it's uh yeah just kind of collapsing that whole thing makes the whole plot of freaking creed 2 not as as cool the fuck man gotta ruin our rocky movies freaking trump what the hell man what the fuck? I mean, for real, you shit on our democracy, and now you shit on our fucking, even more important, our movie franchises? Our international movie franchises? Come on, everybody knows Rocky, man. That Creed 1 shit was epic, man. Creed 2, bro. Drago's back. Is Drago's homie now? Or, what, like, what? Is he still enemy? Like, they want to grab a beer, some, some vodka afterwards? Like, what's happening? What's up with that, man? That shit's not cool. Like, every fucking propaganda movie, fucking every, like, Hollywood shit, every, everything was always against communists, against Russians, against, you know, dictators, against all that shit. And this is America, and we're gonna do our shit. At least that's what uh, the message was, and now it's like, what the fuck were we even fighting for? It's like, shit. Just get back to the same. We got to the same result. It's like, what's up? Now we're just like, you know, not even competing no more. We just let these motherfuckers come in and swoop. Fuck no, man. What the fuck? That's stupid. I got many political points of views and perspectives on what the fuck the government does and what America is and what the, you know, what that represents and what each thing how they're different and the same and all that shit but like where we're at now it's like what the fuck man you can't be giving that shit up bro it's like what the hell now in theory I can come around to maybe agreeing to certain points of not being such a big player on the on the stage globally in certain regards but not in this manner not in this fucking way I mean come on what the fuck are we doing, man? And to, like, add to that shit, though, we got just freaking Maria Butina, the freaking Russian spy. Doing a shitty job of spying, too. Fucking sending DMs and Twitter and way too fucking public all over the NRA. Pro was just, like, a Russian pro-gun nut, like... Those motherfuckers exist now. KGB agent, motherfucker. She ask asking Trump questions at like his rallies and shit. Like fucking crazy, fucking crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck's going on in this world. It is insane. Yeah, that Russian spy chick. Her she did a shitty, literally for, for real, did a shitty job of spying. Like, what in the fuck? She <laughs> she's just sloppy with this shit. She's like making phone calls, contacts to these Russian fools, see needing out with these Russian fools. Like, man, they couldn't keep it low key. Couldn't keep nothing low key. Oh man, it's like the fucking writing's on the wall. There's like twelve dudes who got indicted the other day too. Like right before Trump went out to like Europe and then tell Zinky to go talk to Vladimir. BFF Vlad. 
BFV. BVF. Best lap forever. Yeah. It's insane. It's craziness. Crazy, 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 crazy. Ah, man. I don't even know what to say. Like I said. I guess I did say something. Motherfucking assholes just... Yeah. Fucking it up. Fucking it up. I mean, not even just, like, in the politics part. Because I can disagree with some of the politics shit. But it's like... The manner and the decorum and the way that's happening. It's like, what the hell? It's people, for better or worse, they key in on shit like that. And it's stupid. It's dumb. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I'm just ranting. I'm getting tired. My brain's kind of shutting down. I needed to put this out. I'll put this out tomorrow. Because I'm tired, like I said. Fuck it. Anyway. This has been episode number 31. It's now Tuesday. It's past midnight. It's July the 24th of the year 2018. Follow me on all the socials. At Puro Caballero. At Puro Caballero. Uh... B-U-R-O-C-A-B-A-L-L-E-R-O. Boom. Follow there. Also, follow the show at the Puro Caballero Show on iTunes. We're on Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Tune in. Yeah, we're in all those. Find us in all those platforms. You can see the art on SoundCloud because... That's the OG, the OGG. In any event, I'm out of here. Be good with yourselves. Peace.